everyone remain calm. Back for more, huh? Well, yeah, ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. But then later there's running and then screaming. Somebody talk to me, what is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. And now, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. How long is it going to take for that to spread around the globe? This was all John Hammond's dream. Hold on to your butt. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 329th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. In this episode, we have a little bit of box office, novel, and gaming news to get into. Then we are back with the Jurassic Mailbag. Jennifer Evans once again joins me to sift through the mailbag and get to the bottom of all of your thoughts and concerns over the past month, and there has been a lot to talk about. So, just in case you want to be a part of the next mailbag, you can call our voicemail line 732-825-7763. Just go ahead and leave us a message there. Or you could email us your audio files if you want to pick up your phone, uh, open up your little app there that you can record a message and send that over to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. Or you could go to our contact page over on JurassicParkPodcast.com to fill out our contact form. Now, even though we haven't heard this month's episode just yet, we are already collecting questions for the next mailbag. Now, before we get started, I'd like to take care of some quick business. Uh, over on our YouTube channel last week, I did a live stream. Uh, and what did we talk about? We talked about um, some stuff that we're going to talk about today. We talked about the box office. Um, we talked about Camp Cretaceous Season 5's trailer. And then we talked about the Yosemite Six, uh, which is the second novel uh, from Tess Sharp uh, about Maisie Lockwood. And then uh, we talked about some other stuff, too. So definitely go give that one a watch. That was a lot of fun. Uh, a little warning. I do have COVID, so uh, it was a shorter stream. And uh, that's why maybe we haven't produced a ton of content over on the channel recently, but uh, or over the past week. So, yeah, just a little heads up there. And this week, you should be able to find a Jurassic World Evolution video from Tom Jurassic. You'll find a, a compilation of toy hunts and things like that, merchandise hunts from myself. I, there's a, been a bunch of videos that I've filmed, but I've never actually been able to get out there. So I, I'm just going to kind of like put it out there all at once. Uh, and I'm not sure if we'll have a live stream or not this week. Um, my office is undergoing a little bit of renovation. I don't know if you hear a little bit of echo or, or just... Uh, room noise, but uh, there's no floor in here, right? Well, there's a floor, but it's just like not the floor that we have. We are gonna be getting. So uh, I had to rip out the carpets and all that stuff, and now we're gonna get some new floors. So it might be a little echoey in here, and I don't know what we're gonna be able to do um, over the next few days. So we'll see. But uh, enough of all that. Why don't we go ahead and get this episode kicked off with a little bit of Jurassic news from around the world? Eighteen minutes and your company catches up on ten years of research. Access rate program. Access new security. These pictures were taken in hospital in Costa Rica 48 hours ago. I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but look. I thought my head being right all the time. 
today. I guarantee it. So first up here in the news, we're going to check in with the box office, and I've pulled up uh, the website boxofficemojo.com, and it looks like Jurassic World Dominion came in fourth place this week. Uh, that's at $15.7 million. Uh, so it's down quite a bit, considerably speaking, but, uh, you know, in first place was another universal property, at least, with $108.5 Somehow, Minions... Uh, just dominated the box office this past weekend. I, I don't get it personally, but uh, it looks like they're doing well, so that's fun. But uh, Jurassic's down quite a bit, but it looks like it is at 824.5 million over the course of its run so far worldwide. So it's doing very good numbers there, and it's getting you know closer to 900 million, not quite to a billion. It's gonna it's gonna be a little tough. We'll see if it ends up getting there. But if you want to find out more information about the box office this past weekend, certainly head to the link in our show notes. <laughs> Next up here in the news, we're going to talk about the Maisie Lockwood adventures. And uh, this is something that we kind of stumbled across during the live stream the other night. Uh, I was on the uh, second book, the Yosemite Six, looking at that over on Amazon.com. And I forget who it was. Uh, shout out to whoever it was. But um, somebody had pointed out that it says book two of three, which was quite a shock. I did not realize there was going to be three. So I didn't know if everybody else out there realized that this is going to be a three book series. But uh, we had known about the uh, books one and two for a long time, but it looks like it's going to be a trilogy. Um, so that is very, very cool news. Now, the Yosemite Six, which is the second adventure there from Tess Sharp, uh, that one comes out September 27th, and uh, it did get updated with a cover, uh, I think over the past week or so, which features uh, what seems to be blue and maybe a juvenile Allosaurus in some sort of classroom or something like that with Maisie and maybe another friend on the cover there. Very cool art. I love the, the style there. But um, yeah, while we were looking at that cover, we realized it said book two of three. Now, it does look like the listing has changed since we did our live stream last week, and uh, it did say the the uh, debut would be January 3rd, 2023, and that was for the Kindle edition. And uh, now I, I can't really bring up the Kindle edition, and it doesn't look like the, uh, the hardcover does, it says it's going to be released January 2nd, 2079. So... Uh, if, if you're waiting for the hardcover, you might be waiting a long time. Uh, but no, that's probably not an accurate date. And of course, if there's any updates, we'll be sure to let you know here on the show or on our live stream. So if you want any more information on it, head to the link in our show notes. And more importantly, watch our live stream. And lastly, here in the news, we wanted to let you know that Jurassic World Primal Ops, the uh, new mobile game, is available to play on your devices now here in the US. For a long time, it was not available to us to play. Um, some other different territories around the world were able to play this game, but finally it is here for us. And uh, let me just read a little bit about it here just in case you wanted to know. It says, Jurassic World Primal Ops is a thrilling top-down action-adventure game where only you can save the dinosaurs from another extinction. As an elite battle-trained dinosaur handler, your mission is to travel across North America, rescuing dinosaurs from malicious mercenaries, formidable poachers, and sinister scientists. Luckily, you're not alone. The dinosaurs you rescue from your dinosaur collection are companions capable of turning the tide in any battle. 
Each dinosaur added to your roster can be called on to fight by your side, using their unique abilities to powerful effects. Build lasting bonds with your favorite dinosaurs and overcome any challenge standing in your way. So there you have it. That's a little bit of information for the game itself. If you want to go ahead and find it on your app stores, go to Jurassic World Primal Ops, or you could head to the link in our show notes. Oh, oh there it is. There it is. Jurassic Mailbag. 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 Jurassic Mailbag never fails. It makes me wag my dino tails. I'm Brad and Jen, your Jurassic Mail. It's Jurassic Mailbag with Brad Jost and Jennifer Tarek. Welcome, everybody, to the Jurassic Mailbag. For the month of July, we have made it out of uh, Jurassic June. We are finally done. Jurassic June is over. The biggest, Probably one of the biggest ones there ever could be. And it's done. So we're in July. I guess you could, you know, you could continue with Jurassic July if you want to. And I said it on, I said it on the live stream the other day that... We, we don't we almost really don't adhere to just like a month you know it's kind of like Jurassic whatever month it is uh, every every month of the year here on the podcast <laughs> so um, but we've got a bunch of uh, emails we've got uh, a few voicemails I I have COVID so apologies if I sound a little stuffy or if I have trouble reading any of these emails that y'all sent in um, <laughs> but to help me out along the way I have Jen what's going on Jen Hi, happy end of June. We're we're in the after. How does yes. it feel? We are in the after. And it uh yeah, I mean, for me it's been oh man, it's been a few weeks probably since I saw the movie. Gotta admit, it's been a little while and uh I I've been in the after for a little bit, settling in the dust. And it feels good though. I feel like I'm I'm a little like it's getting dusty over here for sure. I, I really gotta dust off the shelf a little bit and figure out what happened in this movie. Hopefully everybody yeah. can help me out here in these emails today. But the after feels good. How about you? Yeah, I mean I have a ton of thoughts. I haven't even asked you like if you liked the movie. I don't even know if you liked <laughs> the movie. Did you like the movie? <laughs> Uh, well, I only saw it two times, and it was several oh weeks ago. God. So, does that give you any hints as to how much I cared for it? Um, no, but yes, I love the movie. Come on, let's be honest. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I've heard mixed things. I was, and I didn't read your feed. I didn't want to be spoiled because I waited for this <laughs> mailbag. I wanted to know, like, I know. Life. Yeah. I I feel like I feel like I I know the gist of your thoughts and stuff. So I like I because I've seen some stuff and I, I've seen like you've seen it a bunch of times, I, I think. Um six, but yeah, six but for, times. <laughs> six times, yeah. Uh I gotta get out there again. Uh because I loved it so much and um, you know, I, I I've been thinking about it ever since then. You know, I keep thinking about how much I like this movie and it was awesome. It was it was like kind of like nearly perfect for me as far as what I could want outside of like the fact that a lot of the the wild theories and stuff that I had, you know, thought about over time 
Of course, none of those things were in the movie. Nothing. Not yeah, a single one. Not a single Nothing. one, I don't think. <laughs> you know, uh, maybe there's a, maybe somewhere in the midst of all of our episodes, maybe we got something right here or there. But I don't, uh, I don't think we did. <laughs> think so. But, you know, yeah, I threw out some wild stuff from time to time to get the gears turning and just to have some fun with the conversation. And uh, I, I'm, I, I'm surprised that, like, None of that stuff hindered me. I distanced it, you know, from myself good enough where I was like, okay, uh, I, I kind of even forget what I talked about, what I what I made up in my head. Um, and I, I distanced myself from a lot of the thoughts and feelings out there. And I was just like, all right, let me just see this movie. And uh, I loved it. And I was like, this is great. And uh, yeah, I, I loved it from start to finish. I, okay. Um I've been trying to, like, ever since I saw it, I've been trying to think how I want to word this when the first time I come back in the mailbag and I need to be right where I am right now. And I'm thinking, like, I really liked it for what it was, for where we are, for where the story went. I was never, everyone knows, I'm not a big fan of where we went with Fallen Kingdom. I'm not a big fan of where the story was going in that direction. So already, it already was like, well it's going to be what it's going to be and i think it was the best it could possibly have been given the direction we're in i just wish we were in a different direction that's all so where we are where we ended up i'm pretty happy with it it doesn't feel like a conclusion though like it was a story with in nothing got resolved i don't know there's so many so many so many thoughts that i would love to touch on but i feel like we're probably going to touch on a lot of them with the questions but um i i have some problems I have some little tweaks I would like to make, but overall, I enjoy a lot of it. We'll say that. Yeah, you know, I was kind of worried um, going into the movie with, you know, some of your thoughts of how you felt about, you know, uh, Fallen Kingdom and and just knowing that, like, oh, man, like, one of my good friends, like, really wasn't into it and, and didn't care for it all that much. And, oh, it's such a bummer. And And I, like, I hope that, like, you had the chance to like this movie and everything, so I'm glad that you 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 did. Yeah. It seems like you did, and and you yeah. you've seen it a bunch of times. And like you said, though, I mean, of course you would have wished it went down maybe a different path, but what you, what they gave you was pretty great, and uh, I'm glad you can at least appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, with the material that they had to work with, um, with the material they had to work with. They did the best they could. So I keep, I, every time we're in the car coming back from all six times, I'm always telling Josh, well, they did the very best they could with where they ended up. So I don't, I don't know what else they could have really done. I mean, I, I, the last time I saw it, the very last time I saw it, I have a different thought every time, like a different thing I bring up. And I'm like, oh, did this, this, I, I come up with all these different things, different points. But the last time I saw it, number six, a few days ago, the first thing that popped in my head was, I wish they could just do again, like try again. Like, yeah, this is great that you went on this path and <laughs> finished your two films, but could we just try again uh, and go a different way and just see what would happen in two more, like not, not a continuation, but like a, a new trend, like see what, what else you could do, what else you could think of. Cause yeah, you finished this one. It was fine. You did a good finale and all, but I, well, let's try a different one. Let's try again. Do you want to, do you want them to go back to Jurassic World and like just restart from there? Is that what you want? Like since you yeah. loved like that trajectory, try, try again. Like you did good, you did okay. It was a good effort, but let's do it one more time and see what you can come up with the second time. Because I don't know. I just feel like they didn't. 
wrap anything up. Like we started, we ended Fallen Kingdom with, okay, dinosaurs are out. Then we started this movie and we were contained again. We were contained in a small little area with, with dinosaurs around. It was kind of the same thing. Even though they kept saying, oh, we're going to focus on the dinosaurs out and out and out and about. And we were back in the little containment area and back with like a control room and like just kind of back into everything that they've said they weren't going to be back into, which doesn't bother me that much. It's just a little frustrating when they say all this other stuff and then you're like, oh, we're, we're back in this little bubble again. Sure. It's it's all yeah. right, though. I mean, it didn't bother me until f- much, like maybe viewing five. It was fine <laughs> until like I'm... viewing five. I'm like, mm, yeah, I could see it. I could see the criticism. I didn't care originally. I didn't care the first four times. By the fifth time, I'm like, yeah, I guess I could see that criticism now because they're well, right. I, I haven't it. gotten there yet, but uh, I can I can understand what you're saying. Uh, I have heard a lot of people talk about uh, the what they promised in Fallen Kingdom. They didn't really pay pay that off i guess and and you know it's kind of it's kind of accurate how like they let dinosaurs in the wild and didn't really focus on it of course we did see a lot of you know that we saw different aspects around the world or or country or wherever and yeah but then it just took a it took the story in a different direction which i actually really appreciated because like how many times did we talk about like how do you bring the these these original cast members back and I think they did it in in really like one of the most perfect ways you could, and that's by their story not being a dinosaur centric story. I thought that was pretty fantastic um, because you know every time I was like, there's no reason why any of these people would want to come back to a dinosaur right. movie because they didn't. So they they came back for uh, a Michael Crichton story, which was pretty great. I thought. Um, yeah, but, I have yeah. absolutely no problem with the bugs. I know everyone else is like, "Oh, that was so stupid," but I have no problem with it. Yeah. At all. I'm fine yeah, with it. It's, to me, it, and and I know you don't. You're not a reader. You, I was going to say you don't nope. read, but you're I not. <laughs> you're not a reader. So I'm glad that it worked for you um, as well because, like, hey, you saw past whatever you know, other people are saying they hate about the bugs and, and it's just, it's such a, a, um, uh, it's such a frustrating critique for me because I'm just like, yeah, sure. It wasn't like, it wasn't part of the books or anything, but that vibe, that kind of storytelling, um, the science of it all and what Dodgson was up to uh, bios and all that, it really felt like it was from uh, a Crichton novel. Um, I keep saying it felt like it was like the third novel or something like that. It could have been like a third novel, um, despite what happens in the Lost World novel, I guess. But uh, <laughs> but it uh, it really felt like it was part of that ongoing story, and I think it worked really well. So yeah, yeah, it didn't I, I bother me at all. Like, and you know me and that kind of thing, and it did not bother me. I was in it. I was fine. I, I the the few things like I a few tweaks. Like the the same the, the, they're not they're not like huge story plot points that I didn't like because like I said with what they had with where they left off and what they did to themselves basically the writers what they what Colin I guess did to himself in Fallen Kingdom this was the best outcome I um so plot wise I guess we're fine just like little things like I don't I didn't like at the end how you had to have that dinosaur fight it just seems so forced 
And then the T-Rex didn't die. I got nothing I wanted, but I still liked it. The T-Rex didn't die. And then they had this weird, another corny, everyone roar at the sky moment. I'm just like, you don't need this again. And then. Ooh, I love that um, though. <laughs> I, it's, I get it, but yeah. it just felt okay. Like I, we don't need to keep doing this in the same exact timestamp in every single movie. I don't know. And then, um, I didn't really care for the the gig and not a source very much. It, the anim- I mean, the animatronic and everything like it looked cool, but I didn't really care. I didn't really do anything. It was just in the way a little bit. Um, and and this little things like I didn't. My main complaint, my main huge huge complaint was I did not get my confrontation. I did not get any response that Claire ever worked at the park like ever and not even a response that they knew who she was and just it, owen had some t- moments here and there but she had zero and i that crushes me every single time i watch it and every single time i just get so frustrated and i'm just like you had this opportunity and you you just didn't take it and it just i'm like just try again make another movie try again because this is so sad i wanted that so bad and right. Because ever since you saw Jurassic World, ever since I saw that movie, the one I came out of it, I'm like, what would the original characters think of this? What would they think of where we are? And and if you think about it, everything, everything where we are right now is kind of Claire's fault somewhat, or she should have somewhat responsibility for it anyway. And she's a nobody. She's absolutely a nobody. And that's another complaint that she's a nobody. She's not in politics. She's not any form of power of anything. She's a nobody. She's an invisible nobody. And that really breaks my heart um, from where we were. And it, it really is. Even after reading Evolution of Claire to come to this and like that's you're going to go that extreme away from like who you were. I don't know. That just makes me super sad. But I still enjoyed the movie. So all of that sure. stuff that I didn't get, <laughs> I still enjoyed the movie. That kind of tells you it's a good movie like it is. I, it has a lot of strong points. It's very fun. It's very enjoyable. I don't get bored. I really like Dodson oh, no. a lot. Um, and and the more you see it, the more you pick up, more lines you pick up, and like the more nuances you pick up and and, and enjoy further, and then the more things you pick apart. But uh, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it a lot, even though I got nothing I wanted. I'm highly disappointed in Claire, but I expected Sorry, Claire. to be. I expected <laughs> to be. I, I knew. I going in. I'm like. There's there's kind of no hope here, and it's fine. I like the dinosaurs yeah. part. Yeah, I That's know fine. I know your feelings on on all that, um, but yeah, I kind of I kind of expected like uh, not a lot. So everything that I did get mm-hmm. from Claire, I was like satisfied with because yeah, you know I I I think I I was listening back to something recently where I said like I feel like she has no arc in this movie. You know, uh-huh. like it really doesn't feel like it. Um, and that was before the movie, before I saw it. Um, and yeah, I mean, she doesn't really have a ton, like of a huge arc. Um, but uh, I think the, the arc for her, like her and Owen is just like acceptance and stuff like that. And, and you know, they, they're finally accepted as parents. And and uh, oh. yeah, you know, I guess that's about it. <laughs> um, I but know, uh, I, you know... There was there was a little shout out to her operating the park with with the uh, 
something or other. The, the okay, thing let me tell you the, the problem I have with that. Flying I have a very valid, very <laughs> valid problem with this. Very valid. So, I, yeah, I let me hear it. Every time I see the movie. Okay, so I can I, I can almost recite it. So, and I know what you're talking about when they're like trying to do the air defense thing. They're trying to turn that back on. And she's like, oh, this is the same system as the park. And she sits down, hits one button. She's like, I'm confused. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, they could have gave her all the lines up until like she could have sat down, done the thing, and then she could have said, oh, Air 99. I know what that is. And explained what Air had the same lines as the um, Ramsey. She could have the same exact lines. Explained what the Air was. They could have said the same thing. Like, oh, the safety features trying to get blah, blah, blah. And as soon as, and then they could have gone all the way through. That could have been all of her lines. And then she could have said, like, but I don't know where to get the power from because she could have at least known what the error was. If that's the system, she should have at least like known enough to explain it. And then whenever she got to, but I don't know how to get the power. Then Ramsey can come in and say that portion. This is how we get the power. Like that should have been her part for at least a couple more lines. So she's not like, doesn't look stupid. Like she's like, Oh, I know this. She sits down. Oh, I'm confused. You couldn't have just given her a few more minutes of knowing something. <laughs> it's just, and it's the same line. She could have had it. It would have worked. She, it would have worked exactly the same up until, I don't know how to get the power though. Like just up until there. And that frustrates me every time I watch it. Oof, like, it sorry for bringing up, uh, sorry for bringing up that part. <laughs> this, is, this is one thing. One of that bothers me and the no interaction bothers me. And her overall no story bothers me. Just those three things are like the main, main, main things I walk out with like, oh, just try again, Colin. Try one more time. Let's try let's, again. Uh, let's run it again. Start what over. Do you think? We, we get... <laughs> All right. So let's, uh, let's go into some of these uh, emails and voicemails and see what people are thinking about to whatever they're writing in about. Uh, this first one is from Zoe. And it says, hello. Hope all is going well with you. And I was wondering... Is there an uh, official confirmation that the Jurassic Universe will continue with more movies and series? I've grown up loving dinosaurs in Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. I hope there will be more movies and series in the Jurassic Universe. And that was from Zoe. Uh, So, Jen, what do you think? Uh, Is there any official confirmation anywhere out there? Um, No. Official official confirmation? No. Um, No. I think we're going to take a little break for a bit. Though eventually, they're, I mean, they're never going to let it go. It eventually will be something else. But, I mean, Camp Cretaceous is ending here. And I there's nothing official on the horizon that I know of. Unless yeah. you know of something. No, the only, the only official confirmation is that Frank Marshall said uh, that this is the start of a new era. Right? Yeah. That's, that's yeah. the only hint that we got, I guess, <laughs> you, you know, there's really nothing else out there. So a lot of us, we've all been like really hinging on like Frank Marshall's comments and just saying that like, you know, there's the start of a new era. And then we're like, okay, well, is it this like the start of like a new, like what new movies and series and all this other stuff? Or is it just like the start of a new era within okay. the movies? You know, here's a thought on that. It's not even the start of a new era. We were in the same era that we were in with Fallen Kingdom. Like, nothing changed relative to the dinosaurs being out. Like, we're in the same era. 
It's nothing. What what happened? Yeah, just it's time different. has moved on. Time has moved on, I guess. And we've got. Uh, I I appreciate getting to see what the world is like. I mean, we 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 got to see a lot of what the the world is like. Not necessarily on a ground level from you know the, the from your hometown or wherever or in the cities. Uh, it doesn't seem like a lot is changing in those areas, really. It's all secluded to the woods and 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 different things like that. And then out on Malta, you know, they've got this uh, Jabba's Palace thing going on with all the dinosaurs. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. I, who knows? I, maybe okay, this is so the start of it. Like this is what we'll maybe now we'll start to see. You know, some of those things. Yeah, the la- I guess you just reminded me of something else. The last shot we see of Blue in Fallen Kingdom is she's going over to a development. But yet we see the first thing we see in Dominion is she's nowhere near development. She's in the <laughs> middle know. of the woods. And I'm I just know. like, well, that was a mean. Because everyone is probably thinking, oh, I want to see a raptor in a development. Like, what's going to happen? It's, it's, it's very, I know you're going to like this, I'm very lost worldy. Right with a dinosaur in the development kind of thing, yeah. And it's it's like oh, everyone probably wants to see what's going to happen with these kinds of situations, but then it's like oh, just kidding, just kidding. We're in a we're in the woods. It's no development. Don't worry. Just kidding. And that's kind of I feel like that's kind of what it is. It's like a bait and switch thing. I feel people felt that um, coming out of it. Yeah, I mean, look, it's not a, a a pick up and left off like where you left off kind of movie. So. The fact that we are starting four years later, somehow, uh, which, you know, did you get a chance, by the way, to read uh, the, uh, no, I didn't, I know you didn't, I'm answering it right now, because you don't read. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought maybe you would read it, though, because Claire is is in it. I you want know? to, I okay, plan the, to, the I really want to, yeah. I do, I want to, I plan to, I, I mean, I, I did read Evolution of Claire, I did read that, I was very excited to read that. No, I do want to read this, it's definitely something I want to do. I don't okay. know when I'm going to do it. Um, I need well, to figure out when I'm going to do it. Make it easy on yourself. Get the audio book, you know, and you don't have to actually read it. Do oh, it, do, there's do not. Like, a, do yeah, like Owen does. Okay. And just read the audio book. That's, yeah. that's what if I did. Thing, I, yeah. yeah, I didn't I didn't read it yet officially uh, in my hands. I, I just listened to the audio book on day one and then I was done with it four hours later. So, um, yeah, and the audio book was good. I thought it was good. So, um but yeah, it kind of like bridges the gap a little bit, you know, for the characters that we know um, and Blue and stuff like that. So it's it kind of helps to move things in that direction a little bit. But of course, you do want to see those things like in the film as well. But mm-hmm. you know, hey, we just have to realize we're four years later. I guess. Uh, was what was the what was the question? Um, um, if there's oh, any <laughs> official confirmation, <laughs> we're going to have this happening a lot. I feel like COVID has gotten to my brain here this, this, uh, past few days. So, um, all right. So yeah, no, no official confirmation, mm-hmm. nothing, no word on if any movies are coming. It seems very, very likely that this will not be the end, <clears throat> but who knows? Who knows? You know? Uh, we'll see once Camp Cretaceous comes to an end, if there's any maybe sequel series or anything like that. Um, if maybe they ever do want to do a Jurassic, uh, Peacock, uh, you know, streaming service series, uh, or just, you know, one-off movies or something like that, hopefully, but, uh, no word yet, but uh, I appreciate you, uh, writing in there, Zoe. Now let's move on to this one from Owen. And it says, <laughs> hi guys, how you doing? 
I was not able to sleep because I was thinking about this movie, so I thought I would rant to you for a little bit. Sorry. Okay, so first off, I absolutely love this movie, and I would say some not nice things to the critics, but you would probably wouldn't be able to record that. <laughs> oh. uh, I started crying right when I walked out of the theater, not because it was bad, but because I was thinking, well, that's it. Could, could this be the last new Jurassic movie you ever see? Anyway, uh, so I was wondering what you, uh, what you thought about the locusts in this movie. Did you think that the movie would have been better without them, or did they outperform Blue? Uh, okay. And I also wanted to know if you thought a prequel would be cool where it shows the process they had to go through to capture all the dinosaurs after Jurassic Park and use them for Jurassic World. Also, I thought it would be funny if they included the date scene with Owen and Claire. <laughs> uh, anyway, let me know your thoughts and thanks for reading this, Brad. Have a cookie, it says. <laughs> and there's a cookie <laughs> image. Uh, stay safe uh, or stay Jurassic and please don't stop making your podcasts. Um, well, I'm going to keep making them. There you go, Owen. Um, but, alright, let's go through this. Um, the locusts. Give me your thoughts. I know we kind of discussed them a little bit. But yeah. What do you think? Um, I, I enjoy them. It's the same thing um, as a movie as a whole. For what they are, if we were going to have locusts or if we were going to go to a place like Biosyn and we were going to go to a place that was doing this kind of thing, I enjoy the storyline. I don't care about going there, but if we're going to go there, then I enjoyed what they did. Um, again, it's the containment issue, I guess, that's in my head now of... I wish they it wasn't everything wasn't just in this bubble, I guess. It's and nothing left. Like yeah, the, the locusts, even when they got out and all, they were just still in the bubble. Like they didn't go anywhere else. But I enjoyed them. I I, I liked the whole concept. I like the idea that we're doing something other than dinosaurs, which I know it's a dinosaur movie and all, but it was neat. I liked seeing them. I liked the whole idea. I like I like Dodson's motivation. I like um I like the whole thing. I, I didn't really find it cheesy i know a lot of people were like oh it was so b-movie when they caught on fire and whatnot and i'm like i don't know i kind of like it i like the whole thing i like the the trees on like the fire aspect it was it was neat um i liked that it brought in ellie and alan's storyline together i liked how they threw an, um malcolm in because i i don't know if this was spoiled or anyone else knew this but when she put the book down i was like oh Oh, I never would have known that. Did you know he was with the Biasin people? Was that spoiled at all? Um, I had an inkling that that was the case. Did, okay. Um, I but, didn't know yeah. that at all. And I, I I tried not to even reason to know anything. I just kind of wanted to go and, you know, I wanted to go in blind. So when that, when she threw the book on the table and she was like, that's, that's who we know. I'm like, oh, okay. That, that makes perfect sense. And I thought that was really neat. Um, So I like the locust thing bringing them in oh uh this is a small itty bitty tangent thought why did they give malcolm like five minutes to do his speech intro and grant had like 10 seconds talking about rocks like eh, that was a little sad <laughs> yeah well i i think you know in his place nobody cared right it was kind of that but that would have been that would have been cute because he could have been like talking about the rocks and talking about the fossils and everyone could be just been on their phone and like not caring but we could have had a few um, another minute there in his space and then he'd be like seeing that they don't care and just kind of like oh whatever and then they come and get him like just another minute that just seems so rushed there 
when Colin. everyone else has like a good entrance and his extended is so fast. cut extended cut get us that extended cut colin i hope it's uh, in there i mean <laughs> that would be nice um yeah i i i feel you there that his like malcolm's speech was like extra long in comparison so long oh my gosh um, i'm just waiting for him to get to the human consciousness part because i'm like good it's almost over <laughs> it's just forever <laughs> Uh, I love the locusts. I thought they were really mm -hmm. cool. I loved how it felt very Michael Crichton, like I said before. And I felt like it was um, a really natural and realistic way to kind of hey take the story about like these prehistoric creatures and you know um, and how you're still trying to affect the world and still trying to profit and do all that stuff because this is all very realistic, um, you know storytelling i feel like because we're always seeing these companies that are uh all too value uh like centering their values on on the profits and stuff like that and doing things that are a little bit unethical and 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 stuff and we've seen a lot of that from dodgson in the books um where he would do things without telling anybody and put things out into the market without people knowing and so it was very very uh dodgson very biosyn of that and very and uh very like um uh, you know, realistic when it comes to like crops and uh, farmers and stuff like that. So, you know, there's companies out there that are, you know, selling their own seeds and doing their own things. Mm -hmm. And, and the farmers are getting affected in very real ways in, in similar fashion. Um, so, so yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. And like I said, it was a perfect way to bring in Alan, Ellie and Ian mm -hmm. without, yeah. without having dinosaurs involved in, in that part of the story. Um, also, I really loved the intrigue of it all like the the spy thriller portion of it because that's something that if, if i feel like it's really been missing from the movies is the spy thriller part of the novels uh a lot of the novels are really these like thriller things and they're spy like the second uh, novel is very much like a, a spy novel and i thought it was perfectly uh adapted kind of uh here for for this movie yeah, I mean, I like that part, too. I, I, I have no problem with the locusts whatsoever. I don't really get what people don't like about them. I mean, I, they're a little, they're different. They make sense with the science aspect. They, they I, it just, it, it, you're right. It makes sense with, of course, he's going to go after um, the food chain and the farmers and the crops to sell his, his special seeds. And, and then it makes sense. And I like that it was a plant thing that brought Ellie in because it's the crops. So it's, it's nice. I liked all of that. I had no problem with that at all. And, you know, they, they certainly they did out, outshine Blue, I guess. And I was very surprised that Blue yeah. really didn't play much of a role in this movie. I couldn't believe it. I was like actually shocked. I was pleasantly surprised. I'm kind of over Blue. I haven't liked Blue I haven't been a fan of blue since the beginning, honestly. I'm done. It's just, it's, I don't know. Raptors is too dog like for me. I like my raptors <laughs> like how the Atrocer raptors were. They were a little They were better. pretty great. They were pretty great. Yes. I love them. Oh, I love, oh my gosh, that Malta scene. I love it. I love the whole Malta segment, the whole thing. It's fantastic. So good. It's yeah. so good. It's so good. When we saw it um, our third time, in like one day um in the imax the, the imax premiere i guess you would call it um at night it was like the 6 30 showing at night or something so it was like when people got off at work and were going to actually see the movie like that's the audience that you'd want to see it with and it was packed and they every the whole audience clapped after that part and that was and we, it's still our third time by now so we were like we know what um what's coming and everyone 
clapped at that. They were laughing. Like they, the audience like really had a good time with it. That's the best segment. It's so good. It is. Yeah. Every time. I I still get chills. I I get chills just thinking about it and listening to that track on the, uh, the score there. So it's, it's awesome. I love that moment. It is. Um, now we've talked about this next part of the question a bunch. Uh, would we want a prequel where they, you know, set up Jurassic World? Absolutely, that would be awesome. I would like everything you can give me. Everything. <laughs> I don't get these people who are like, "Oh, just stop making them. Stop making these movies. Stop. Just, just stop it." And I'm like, make, make a thousand. Who cares? Don't yeah. watch it if you don't want to see it. Like, I want yeah. all of it, every Look, bit. I they can make use. a lot of money and. Uh, I don't think these people that, you know, say those kinds of things on Twitter really matter all that much when it comes to the decision making. So at least we have that to not worry about. Um, But yeah, and and having an Owen and Claire date scene would be great. That'll never happen, but it would be great, you know? (laughs) No, it never will. Yeah. But I I love everything I can get. Any, Any Claire stuff I can get, obviously. But yeah, anything I can get, I would love all of it. All right. Well, uh, thank you, Owen. Let's move on to a voicemail we have here from Stevie. Take it away. Um, hi, my name's Stevie. I'm in Austin, Texas. I am such a Jurassic Park slash World fan that I've seen the. I saw Jurassic Park in theaters. I remember 13 times when it came out. Oof. And um, I've seen it so much that I can't quote it. When I'm not watching it, but when it's on, I literally just quote every line of the movie and then I start spouting facts. And I, I couldn't tell you this without watching it, but when it's on, my friend puts it on, I just can't, I, I don't know, maybe you're the same way. But anyways, the reason why it's calling is because um, I was very interested in, you know, getting interviews of um, the stars of the new Dominion and I came on your podcast. And I also was reading up about how, so I feel the same way about, like, the deaths in the, the Dominion. I saw it, and I, was, I I felt like, you know, there should be, you know, there, there there was, like, a lot of, like, people getting out of danger, but not, you know, I don't, I really didn't want to just try, but it seemed kind of like, there was a lot of times where it's like, that's, you know, all these times, anyways. So, um, yeah, it's kind of like, thought about that but i did not know this until i looked online that a lot of people had a problem with zara's death in jurassic world and i was just wondering if what you felt about that well anyway that's i was that's my question i thanks for the podcast uh seems like a fun podcast all right bye (laughs) oh man you had to go and bring up zara didn't you uh that's funny um yeah you know a lot of people do have issues with that uh that death because you know, and it's kind of like we were just saying about these people that say, stop making these movies, right? It, it's a, it feels like a lot of that kind of person out there that's like, Zara's death was just the, the most grotesque thing I've seen. And I'm like, hey, do you ever watch like horror movies? Do you ever watch like anything like that? And, and look, these dinosaurs don't care about who they're going to mm-hmm. eat or anything like that. So it's just it, whatever. It is what it is. Sure, it was over the top. And, uh, and yeah, she didn't deserve it, but like, it's a dinosaur movie. Let let the dinosaurs eat, you know. Um, so I have no problem yeah. with that. <laughs> I absolutely despise the idea that dinosaurs 
only eat bad people or that dinosaurs know like the villain and you have to deserve a death or you have to earn to die or you have to like do something bad. I despise that with everything because I don't want to see a movie where I'm like, oh, well, that person's probably going to die. Oh, they do. Okay. Well, yay. Like I, I want to see people, innocent people, like characters that i guess oh look at this lost world quoting but like the, that guy in lost world who that that good guy he he died and that was Eddie. meaningful yeah that was meaningful so say his name so, when you're speaking about i don't him. i don't know him i don't watch lost <laughs> world you know that i've seen it like twice and no once and a half maybe but i don't know him but i know i know of him i know what who he is and what happened and I'm good with that. I like things like that. I like people that even good people that yeah. sacrifice or die or just don't even sacrifice. Just Zara, like just die. She didn't sacrifice anything. She just was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And I like that. It's a surprise element. I'm so tired of only the Millses dying and like just the Wheatleys yeah. dying. And in this film, nobody dying except Hudson, <laughs> I guess. But like nobody yeah. died in this. Yeah, movie it was pretty crazy. All. It was it's pretty crazy. Kind of disappointing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, oh. we had, you had the, uh, the 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 scooter guy, and there was like some yeah. guys on uh, some other people Extras. on Malta. You know, um, extras died. But you know what I just yeah. thought of? Um, one thing that I wasn't expecting, and that you, that I thoroughly like went oh, with like oh I, I felt it in my body is at the end when Wu walks in to the whole group and I'm like oh my goodness I didn't even think of that I didn't even think of Wu coming in and interacting with like the entire everybody I thought of it with the T-Rex but I did not think of it with him and when he kind of came out of the shadows there at the end I'm like oh I didn't think of this and I love this <laughs> like it was really neat Nice. It didn't even cross my mind that that would happen. It, I, I don't know where my mind was, but it wasn't there. And that was <laughs> nice. That was a good movie moment for me. Probably everyone else is like, oh, yeah, of course. I was expecting that. But for me, that was like a really nice <gasps> moment. Yeah, you know, actually, I uh, I feel like, hey, I just realized that this movie is a lot like Finding Nemo. Um, <laughs> it's <laughs> Now, go with me here. Uh, I've 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 okay. uh, I've been stuck in a basement with my daughter who also has COVID, and we were watching a bunch of movies, what you know today, and one of them was Finding Nemo. We actually watched Finding Dory twice um, because she was obsessed, and she kept saying, uh, "What she kept saying? She kept saying, baby, do 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 do." I'm like, "It's not the baby shark, but I'll put on, oh. I'll put this on anyway." Uh, <laughs> so we watched Finding Dory. Uh, no, I'm f- Finding Nemo. And that movie is all about, you know, the dad who is struggling to let his son um, do his own thing and and accept that his son can make his own choices to live his life. And I don't know where I'm going with this or why I brought this up. Probably something one of you said. Um, But uh, uh, that's kind of like what the story is, I think, in this movie, right? It's the story of... um, Owen and Claire being the the dad Marlin from Finding Nemo and uh, Nemo is Maisie and and they won't let her do her thing and live her life and then by the end of it she's able to make the choice because they 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 realize like oh we need to let her make the choice and they make she makes a choice to bring Wu into the group and and bring him in and I I really love that I love that like she was the one who was like no 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 it's okay he can come like I trust him. 
So I thought that was pretty cool, pretty valuable that that the acceptance was from Maisie, and then therefore everybody accepted him because, you know, she said it was okay. Hmm. I don't know if I thought of it that way, or even like thought any of that. Um, I don't. Good thing I I watched Finding Nemo today. Yeah, I know. I'm behind on that, but like, I don't even know if I really registered that Maisie's the one that kind of was like. Yeah, I guess she. Well, you're right. I mean, I just never really thought about it that she was the one that was like, "Yeah, he's okay, he's cool." I never thought about it. It's just something yeah. that happened, and yeah, yeah. Even even um, you know, Grant was like, like, I remember yeah. you, and then Malcolm's like, "No, no, 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 you. It's always you." Uh- <laughs> okay, let me let me just say this. He woo got more recognition of who he is than Claire did. Just saying, like she got zero. <laughs> Zero. They're like, oh, oh, you're the raptor guy. And then who's that stranger you're with who I have no idea who that is or if they have any connection to anything whatsoever. Anyway, like, it's just so <laughs> sad. It's so sad. I'm going to be going off about that yeah. forever. So I know please. I know you don't love this portion, this half of, of Claire, but like I, I did appreciate like her in the beginning of this movie um, really just like focusing in on trying to save things and trying to help. And I, I thought that was really cool. Like, even she was going to do that on her own if she had to. Um, she would have done it anyway. You know, and I, I thought that was really cool to see her just fighting. And then even people like uh, Zia and Franklin were like, what are you What are you even yeah. doing anymore? Like, you need to stop. Take a step back or whatever. And I thought that was pretty cool that she was she was still fighting because, because she felt that weight on her shoulders. You know, she felt that, um, you know, I need to fix this because this this is my fault, you know. So I, guess, I appreciate um, that. Oh yeah, I mean, I I do I see what you're saying. I do appreciate that. I appreciate that she has somewhat of an ambition still to do something. Um, not a big fan <laughs> of the dinosaur protection stuff in the beginning. So, like I said, where this is the best you could do with what we have. Um, I guess I still don't really understand how her saving the dinosaurs is helping her conscience like i mean i know it's like it's been kind of spelled out and they're like well before she thought they were numbers now they're real things and now she's trying to help them yeah i don't know i just don't buy it i don't i didn't buy it in fallen kingdom and i'm not really buying it still i like that she still has the ambition like you yeah. said and she's still <laughs> proactive with something something i just i just don't get why it's yeah. that i don't get why that's her mission it, and if anything, she should have went into politics and then took over that way and had some control and power over saving them that way. And that could have carried through and there could have been so much cool blackmail stuff with not only do we want Maisie, but like we can get into whatever she's working on and like really mess up whatever she's doing, like whatever Claire's doing, and then like really get involved in this maybe huge thing and i mean there's just so much more that could have been dug into i just feel like claire's entire storyline is so simple so extremely simple um and it didn't have to be nothing really had to change they could have just added a few little things and you still could have the same story overall but it would have made her more interesting Mm. and even more flawed and because she could have kept making mistakes when trying to fix stuff and people would have wanted like 
to go after her because if she has any power and authority and then you could do the Maisie stuff on top of that and it's, it just seems like it's more layers right now like where we're at there was no layers it was just very straight line and um that's just that was always been that's, that was a disappointment I knew that going in and I'm I know that coming out but yeah well, Stevie, thank you. Uh, thank you for calling in. Uh, hopefully we can hear from you sometime soon. Um, but yeah, uh, this next one is from Andrew and it says, hi, Brad. I know I'm late for the reaction podcast for Dominion, but I literally just left the theater and wanted to share some thoughts. Overall, I enjoyed the film. It was such a treat to see Alan, Sattler, Wu, Malcolm on the big screen together. Uh, also mm-hmm. really enjoyed the interactions they had with Owen and Claire for the last third mm-hmm. of the film. Speaking of Claire, I really enjoyed her character development in this film. Uh, take her her take charge mentality of the first film really shines in this movie. Okay, I also... please explain this to me. <laughs> please. I feel like I, I almost did uh, subtly there without even knowing about this email. Um, uh, let me let me keep. There's a lot more. I I enjoyed Wu's character arc. As far as the new characters in the film, really enjoyed Kayla. Uh, I really enjoyed the animatronic dinosaur in this uh, in this film as well. It was really great to see the scenes like the underground dinosaur black market and how they utilized the animatronics blended with the CG. Overall, the scene had a very Star Wars cantina vibe. Uh, overall, my biggest gripe in the film is the lack of dinosaur interactions with everyday people. I feel like they just scratch the surface of potential because we literally end up in Biosyn Preserve where the major majority of the dinosaurs dinosaur action takes place. Give me a traffic jam caused by a parasaurolophus. <laughs> Give me a national parks closed due to dangerous carnivores. The dinosaurs were acro- across the globe, but it just didn't feel like it was. Had no grand scale. Uh, my next gripe was the CGI. Boy, some of those daytime shots with Owen and the parasaurolophus were shaky at best. And even Blue and Beta looked subpar at times. <clears throat> Compared to something like uh, Prehistoric pe- uh, Planet, it just didn't hold up. My last gripe was the final battle. Of course, uh, the Giga and Rexy were going to fight. It felt very lackluster. Of course, Rexy got her butt kicked again and needed help to win. I just don't feel Rexy's character arc was set up in the prologue. Uh, that was set up in the prologue was fully realized. She needed to win outright, in my opinion. I also feel like we've seen this fight before. And in fact, hey, mm-hmm. Jen, did you write this email? Uh, I I, you was- know what? I might. <laughs> that might be me. I thought it was done better in Jurassic World. Overall, I enjoyed the film, but felt like it didn't reach the grand scale I was looking for. The fight sequence in the end was just okay. I'd score this 6.5 out of 10, place it above Ooh. Fallen Kingdom, tied for Jurassic World in the new series. Cheers to the end of an era. Thank you for all you do. All you do. Uh, and that was from Andrews. Thank you, Andrew. Six point five. That ain't me because I wouldn't have done a six point five. I'm gonna I'm gonna go higher than that. I mean, I, I really did like it. Six point five. Yeah, that's that's kind of low like, for me. That is low. Yeah, You're failing I... that test. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a bunch of things in here. Um, th- so the cl- the Claire taking charge mentality. I, I I yeah, it's hard to say. I, I mean, I see it. I feel like I saw it in the beginning of the movie, right? And then uh, I, I really, like, I, I thought she did a great job in uh, Malta. She was really trying to take a charge mm-hmm. for, like, finding Maisie yeah. and stuff. Um, what else did she do? She was, From that point on, she just had to get out of the jungle. Not really much taking charge there. Um, but she did, right. then she had to ax some things or do some, I don't know who did, you know. There was some stuff in a lab uh, that happened with her. <laughs> so, uh, she kind of took charge, 
But uh, yeah, I can understand why uh, it didn't totally seem like it for Jen. Um, but uh, let's talk about the CG. Now, did you have any issue with the CG? I've heard some people say that they, they have. And, and for me, I didn't really have any any problems. I never have problem with CG, ever, ever. I am one of those people that I don't even, I don't care. You can put a dinosaur on a stick and I'm just there for the story, really, and to see um, what happens storyline-wise and what, di- what dinosaurs are in there and what are they doing and how they affect the scene. I don't care if it's CG. I don't care if it's a cartoon character like just jumping around the screen. It does not bother me. So I thought it was fine. I didn't have any problem with the CG at all, but I never do. So I'm I'm not a tough critic on that. Yeah, um, I don't really, I don't have any issues at all. I know like even before the movie came out, some people were saying that Owen looked like he was, you know, none of that uh, horse action looked very realistic. And to me, I was just like, I don't know. It looked fine. Um, I I typically can look at CG and be like, that looks like garbage or whatever. But like this, I don't know. I I didn't really see it. Um, Some of the, uh, the beta stuff, like maybe, but like, I don't, I don't even, I don't feel like it was really that bad. Um, It looked like it was a little sped up. It was like a little faster, but I think that was on purpose. Um, maybe it just didn't work for you. Um, but, uh, I thought throughout the rest of the movie, like everything was fantastic. The Atrociraptors, everything there. Um, all the other dinosaurs looked really, really great. Um, and yeah, but, uh, and then uh, of course that, that fight sequence, which if I, if I had to say like one of my least favorite or, or not, not least favorite, but like something that I could say is potentially an issue is that fight sequence just because, it is very much like Jurassic World, mm-hmm. you know. It's it's nearly identical, and and it's like why why did you go that route? I don't. I have no idea. Like it doesn't it doesn't make much sense to me. Um, shout out to I forget who it, I don't have it on hand, but somebody somebody made a pretty impressive like animatic. Well, like with their you know they just drew a bunch of sequences and put it into like a video on Twitter, and they inserted it in instead of the Therizinosaurus, they inserted it in the Spinosaurus. And oh. it, it was so awesome. I got to say, it was really fun to watch. Um, you know, it's, it's just like a crude drawing or whatever. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but like the way that they introduced the Spino coming in and then the whole fight sequence, it was awesome. Then that would be more fun. That'd be, that'd be more fun. I, I just felt, yeah, I, it was just, it was a repeat of Jurassic World, but it wasn't even a good repeat. And it wasn't, it was just, it was just kind of short. And I'm just, every time I get to that part in the movie, I'm just like, all right, let's just go. Let's just get on the plane. Just Come on. Luckily, it's not that long, but it is, I don't like that part. I fully agree with, um, with that person. I fully agree. It's, that's a gripe for me too. Yeah. I mean, it, it could have gone a different way, but I actually did like the sequence. I thought it was really fun. It was very short, uh, I think, but like, yeah. I did like the sequence and I thought it had some really, really awesome visuals and stuff. So overall I did, I did like it, but I, I could see how maybe that could be a little bit better. But, I will you know, say what are you the T-Rex do? got slighted in this movie. Um, Cause all the characters are supposed to be getting, For sure. getting their due, I guess. And T-Rex is a huge character, which is why I wanted everyone to interact with that. Um, like moment or if it's your ex died everyone would have their emotional moment of remembering their moment with it because it's the only other character that interacted with everybody else and i i just felt like 
T-Rex showed up for like a second and then was like mentioned and then kind of came here at the end. But it's just, it was sad. Like she was tired and just, yeah, she didn't die, but it was just like every, every beat for the T-Rex was wrong in this movie. I feel like she, she really got slighted and that's kind of disappointing a little bit. Well, yeah, I know Colin had said, you know, recently in some interview that she's old now and, you know, she probably doesn't have much time left or whatever. Um, and I think this is the, at this point in time, we can officially say that the Spinosaurus is the biggest, the strongest, and uh, the most unbeatable dinosaur there is. So if they cannot prove that the T-Rex could beat any other dinosaurs, can't beat the Indominus Rex on its own, can't beat a Giganotosaurus on its own, what's the only thing that's out there beating things on its own? Spinosaurus. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's the winner. Uh, <laughs> so I appreciate that the Spinosaurus is still the best out there. <laughs> like, what if... This just popped in my head. Like, what if all the characters at the end there, when they're all together, are kind of in front of that window thing or in the control room area or something, and they could see... I don't know if they're, the Giganata's, like, beaten on the T-Rex then or anything. Or, like, even something happens and the T-Rex just kind of has its moment and it just kind of fights or whatever and it loses but then it kind of pans over and it seems like everyone in the control or like the the whole cast kind of sees that happen and like they have that moment of even though it it died via dinosaur i didn't really want the t-rex to die via dinosaur but if that's what was going to happen at least everyone see it and then like just feel an ounce of emotion for like two seconds and just be like oh my gosh that's the that's our Jurassic Park T-Rex. That's my Jurassic World T-Rex. Like that, that was the dinosaur and it's gone and it's all over. And it really like concludes an era. It concludes something like for all the characters, just to even have that moment, it still could have fought the Giganata that way. But um, just to have a moment of all the characters kind of just silently looking and like seeing it and realizing that's been a long for the ride like the whole time that would have been so impactful sure yeah mm-hmm. yeah it could have been but uh oh well and i definitely didn't want to see it die via um dinosaur so no. i'm glad that that didn't come to fruition in that scene and even when it was like quote unquote dead you know in the sequence mm-hmm. uh i didn't actually believe it was going to be dead there you know i just kind of thought you know it'll come back at some point um <clears throat> which it did yeah, so dinosaurs would have been really neat though yeah right but thank there. you mm-hmm. thank you andrew let's i gotta move on i'm like I, i'm like losing my voice and stuff so let's keep going uh we got an email here from cat <clears throat> and it says hi brad i was on the ride at universal hollywood yesterday and i noticed that the barbasol can that's always at the end of the ride is gone i'm not sure if you talked about it on the podcast yet but i thought it was fascinating that they changed that one part of the ride Thank you again for hosting such an incredible podcast. Been listening to it for years. Love it, Cat Decker. Uh, thank you, Cat, for saying that. That's that means a lot. Thank you so much. Um, but uh, I didn't even. I don't even know if I realized that there was a barbasol can at the end of the ride. Maybe I did, but I just don't remember. Do you remember there being a barbasol can at the end of the? the uh, you've been on the Hollywood run, right? Yeah, I mean, not since they changed it, though. Yeah, I don't know. I, I ended up no. looking up pictures because I, I wanted to see what it was like. And it, yeah, there was just like a can just sitting there on the side. Oh. It's like, it looks like, you know, it, 
I guess it was there on purpose, but like also kind of looks like like somebody just brought their own can of Barbasol and just threw it on the side of the ride. <laughs> Which I Which maybe surprised. happened, it and then they're like, well, "Oh, we gotta yeah. clean that litter up." <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I I'm not sure. I haven't heard about that. Um, but uh, it's not like they took that to the set or anything like that. I don't think. Um, <laughs> you know. But uh, I love the love that Barbasol's getting. You know, it's showing up in the movie, and um, you know, obviously all the new cans that we've gotten over the past uh, few months. And the fact that it's going to be in Camp Cretaceous, that's pretty awesome as well. That's very cool. I love Barbasol. <clears throat> yeah, it's nice. I uh, like cat. to see him popping. And every time I've seen the movie, someone went, oh, when he had the can, when he went from um, the shelf to the briefcase or whatever. Somebody in every viewing went, oh. <laughs> it's pretty wild that they would, like, show that can and literally not explain it whatsoever, you know? It's pretty wild that they would do that, you know, <laughs> uh, like it, that, that is kind of like laying the, the, the foundation and, and saying like, Hey, we have more stories to tell. Um, and hopefully I guess it seems like that story will be in Camp Cretaceous. Um, but who knows? I don't know, you know, how, uh, how accurate, how accurate things are going to be tied into the movie. You know, sometimes there's a little bit of disconnect, um, with the show and, and the movies and whatnot, but, um, who knows? Hopefully they tell it accurately and it feels like it fits in and it solves the mystery after all these years. Because we, like, that is the number one thing. This movie series has never really been about mystery or anything like that, but that's one of our biggest ones is like, you know, did anybody ever care about what happened to that can? Um, and obviously somebody did because they did recover it. But how? That's what I need to know. I can't, you can't just leave it at that. You can't just say, they found it and then me be happy. No, you got to actually explain it. <laughs> that's the mini series you want. Like that's the that's the book that you want, the story of the can. I mean, that would be fantastic. Like and that like they they could make a um a TV series on Peacock live action because at that point in time, we're not talking about a ton of dinosaurs that you need to make. We've already seen them. You know, so we we know what dinosaurs are on this island at this point in time just make a few similar replicas from Jurassic Park and then just show the extraction i think that'd be great you know mhm uh, but cat i got I, I wanted to point out i have this like time magazine special edition uh that ha has Jurassic Park on the cover with like a weird looking T-Rex um and inside i i was uh, it was pointed out that uh your your quotes are in here, Kat. Ooh. And I was like, what? Okay, that's cool. Um, from uh, Jurassic Time, maybe you gave a, uh, a, uh, a interview or something like that on Jurassic Time, and then all those quotes ended up in this Time magazine. And I thought that was pretty wow. cool. And it's all about Jurassic Park the ride, too. So it, it ties oh, wow. in nicely. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty cool. I thought that was awesome. Um, so congrats on that cat and if you didn't know hey now you know hopefully you knew already and that wasn't just you know your first time hearing it but if it was very cool uh anyway let's move on to um a voicemail from i don't know who well we'll see hello Jules. what is your favorite answer from the movie uh mine is actually therapy and source i 
I love it in the scene. Also, I have a little theory about the Therogene source. It has echolocation, or at least it's able to use echolocation. I, I, I don't know. That's my little theory. Also, um, Camp Cretaceous comes out, the last season comes out July 21st, next month. My birthday is on that exact day, so it's going to be just Jurassic filled because I want Jurassic Park stuff for my birthday because I'm a dinosaur-loving nerd, okay? Uh, yeah. Stay safe, stay Jurassic. <laughs> well, like that little uh, sign-off tone. That was pretty great. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, all right, so favorite dinosaur. Give me your favorite dinosaur from from the movie. Dimetrodon. I don't care if it's not a dinosaur. I was just so excited to see this in the movie because that's always been my favorite for so long. And then when Jurassic World came out and everyone's like, Dimetrodon is not a real dinosaur. And that was always my choice in every podcast we did. And I'm like, well, since it's not a real dinosaur, fine, I'll choose something else. But it was in the movie. I'm counting it. Dimetrodon. <laughs> I loved it. Loved it. Yeah. Um, mine was also the therizinosaurus so the caller had mentioned the therizinosaurus so that was mine and yeah the diametrodons are pretty great that was that was awesome um and i like the theory about the echolocation i think that's pretty accurate that seemed to be what it was doing right um because it was blind right so the echolocation and hey i just watched finding dory today it's uh what is it what, what did they call it the world's strongest pair of glasses or whatever <laughs> So I think that was pretty accurate. I think that's definitely what it was doing. It, it had honed its skills, and it was figuring out where things were. And that's, I guess, why it necessarily didn't attack Claire right there on the spot, because it couldn't see. But I guess it figured it out later on in the battle somehow. Yeah, I didn't know... Um... It took me a couple viewings and Josh even mentioning, oh, what do you think of that? Um, the clicking. And I'm like, what? I, like, I thought it was that noise was like coming from the theater next to us or something. Like, it took me a while to realize <laughs> what that was. And I, I don't think oh. I would have known on my own. He, ex he had to, he had to kind of bring it up. And yeah, I like, I could tell his eye was cloudy and all, but like, I didn't pick up that it was, um, the clicking and the, bouncing back and whatever it was i don't know if many people got that i uh but i definitely did not <laughs> i was he meant yeah yeah i don't know where he was like oh what about and i'm like did we see the same movie like it i really did not know what that what he was talking about so <laughs> it's, okay. it's an okay yeah. dinosaur though. yeah I how did he it. just happen to like know everything at the end and unless you just happen to be in the wrong place and he's just like i was gonna smack things with my hands like, <laughs> there yeah, yeah, it was all very convenient. I, I loved it, but it was it was very convenient. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you so much for calling in. Uh, did the caller say the the birthday was going to be on the Camp Cretaceous Day, the twenty first? Is that what I heard? Uh, I believe uh, so, or like yeah. around, yeah, so around coming it, up on it. Yeah, coming up. Uh, happy birthday in, in in a little bit here. Um, but yeah, so let's move on to our next one. <clears throat> this comes from Tyler. And it says, hello there, Jurassic Park podcast. Haven't been on since the movie came out, uh, so I guess I'd make my Jurassic appearance. As tradition, I went and saw a Jurassic movie on opening day, and here are my thoughts. Uh, enjoyed, it, enjoyed it more than the last one. Dialogue was a bit meh at times. 
uh, as most of the sequel trilogy was. <laughs> I think the diversity of the creatures and environments played well for the movie. Also, Jeff Goldblum is, all, is always a treasure. Locust plot uh, played tribute to the philosophies of Michael Crichton and set up a potential spinoff series, which is my book. Good or bad, I'm in for the dinosaurs. Uh, I think the Maisie plot left more to be desired, but I still appreciate the story in uh, going in different directions. Uh, you can only show so much uh, dinosaur chasing bad people on a tropical island before I get bored. Uh, the Ellie and Grant romance felt a bit forced. Uh, I was very no. much okay with the tension always being present between the trio. I know that there that may not be a popular opinion, but I always felt the mystery between them was more interesting. Uh, we were never quite sure who Ellie was attracted to, uh, Malcolm or the confident Dr. Grant. Uh, this uh, uh, We rooted for both of them, you know, but outright stating Grant and Sattler always had a thing kind of killed my original take on the trio. My only complaint mm. would be Dodgson. I appreciate the novel uh, and original movie callback, but he doesn't have the unsettling nihilistic presence the book portrays. Still, I didn't hate his performance. Also, love the Dilophosaurus uh, comeuppance, my favorite part, actually. Overall, I'd give it a solid 7 out of 10. I'd say it's my mm. fourth favorite out of the sixth, uh, six. Good, uh, even great, but not amazing. Glad to see the podcast is going strong. Would love your friendly neighbor, Suave Joker. Uh, yeah, yeah. So thank you, uh, Suave Joker, Tyler. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, 7 out of 10. I think I would go higher, but uh, yeah, I appreciate it. We're getting up there. We're, we're moving up in the ranks here. A lot of interesting takes in this one. Um, <clears throat> so let me go back to this, this part right here, the Dr. Sattler Grant thing. Uh, for me, I have just I always thought that they were the thing. I, I never even I never even considered Malcolm as an option in, in Jurassic Park. Um I just thought of him as like he's like the guy that's just trying, but it's not actually working. You know, you know, he's he's laying down what he's what he has to offer, but uh Ellie wasn't buying. That's the kind of vibe that I was getting from the movie. Um so it's interesting that you thought that it was more of a, a mystery. What, what about you, Jen? Yeah, I mean, I I agree. Um, I always I always thought, yeah, I, I was always sad in Jurassic Three where they kind of recon the whole thing there. But yeah, I've always thought it was Ellie and Grant together, which is fantastic. I love it. I I love that. I I've loved it since Jurassic Park very much so. And so I was very sad with Jurassic Park Three. And I think we've even talked about this before. Um, how that's something we wish can be resolved. And that's one thing, Colin, thank you, that you <laughs> resolved. <laughs> like, you fixed that. That's nice. That's a, I'm very happy with that. Uh, I don't think it was forced. Um, no, I don't. I mean, I can maybe see... I don't want to use the word rushed, but, I mean, the movie is happening, and it all has to happen in a movie time period so i guess you're going to be rushed in not two and a half hours but um no i i, I don't think it was forced i liked it I, i'm glad colin fixed it and i'm happy with he gave like it was fan service i guess the ultimate fan service which we, we say we enjoy and i do enjoy fan service and so i appreciated that yeah, yeah, I can I can understand how some may feel like it was forced or something, but um, but for me it worked really really well. Um, I was down for it. You know, I I had my my doubts um, initially, 
Wasn't sure if it would actually end up working, but it worked out well for me. When 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 it when push came to shove, I was there. I was like, all right, this this works. This is good for me. Um, the Maisie plot left some to be desired. Uh, um, so, what do you think about that? Um, I enjoy the Maisie plot. The only problem I have with it is that they changed it so much from what Fallen Kingdom said it was. I don't I don't know if I like that yeah, part. That it was yeah. it was another bait and switch thing. I was like, oh, this is what's true and then oh no we're going to completely change it but i actually like this storyline better than um lockwood cloning her or whatever i like this charlotte thing better so i like what they changed it to but it was weird being like well everything you just learned in fallen kingdom was a lie so just pretend that didn't happen that felt weird especially if colin knew that he was going to get these two extra movies here um it it seemed like it seemed like someone who wrote Fallen Kingdom without knowing that he'd get another movie, and so he just kind of wrapped it up there and was hoping for another movie so he can do what he really wanted to do. But he knew he was getting another movie, so it was weird that the two it didn't need to be two different stories like completely with no clue at all that um where we ended up was where we were going to end up. So that was weird, but I liked where we ended up. I was fine with it. Yeah, yeah, I. Uh... I, I have not rewatched Fallen Kingdom since seeing this movie, so I really wanted to go like bit by bit and kind of see how things work out. Um, but it might be best suited for when Dominion's on uh, on DVD or something like that, you know. So it's easy to kind of go back and forth and see what actually lines up and what doesn't, um, because it did feel very confusing and feel felt like it was like, oh, whoa, we're really just going a different direction here with yeah. what we thought we knew. And I'm okay with changing things up like that. Um, as long as it all works out. And I'm sure they, they made it work out, I'm sure. <laughs> but we'll see. Um, yeah, anything else in here? The dialogue was meh, meh, whatever. You know, maybe, <laughs> but I don't care. Um, yeah, I think that was about it. Um, but thank you so much for writing in. Uh, this next one is from Jor, and it says, Hello. Uh, firstly, thank you for your hard work to keep JP fans updated about the franchise. I love to read your articles. Uh, I am writing to you because I have some problems to understand what is and what is not canon to JP. (laughs) Oh, great. Um, Well, I know that the films Jurassic Park and The Lost World, Shorts, Battle at Big Rock, Dominion Prologue, uh, the series Camp Cretaceous are all canon, but when it came to the viral marketing, I'm lost. (laughs) Uh, So I wanted to ask you, are Jurassic World motion comics uh, 100% canon or are they soft canon or not canon at all? I'm asking <laughs> I'm asking because Mr. Trevorrow said in one interview that Battle at Big Rock is the first major encounter between humans and dinosaurs. But in Jurassic World, uh, or JWMC, the, the motion comics, the first major encounter looks like the T-Rex at the zoo. Uh, Another problem that I found is the timeline. In Motion Comics, the zoo incident happened a few weeks after Fallen Kingdom, but in the movie itself, it's happened the morning after the Lockwood incident. Um, So this is my question, and I'm looking to get your answer. Thank you again for your amazing work and kindest regards from Slovenia. Uh, P.S. Sorry for my English. Jor. Uh, Hey, it was fine. Your English was perfectly fine. Better than uh, I, ours. I feel, I feel like I've read that. Yeah, I feel like I read your email better than you know any email maybe I've ever read. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> no, um, but I, I, um, 
I yeah, I gotta say, like the motion comics. Let's not even consider them. I might stop the sentence there, uh, <laughs> but uh, don't don't consider them canonical. Uh, I remember when they came out. I feel like I had some some of those timeline issues as well. Like where I was like, wait, what is going on here? Like, how is this supposed to be the first thing? But this happened back then, and then this like it, none of that stuff made any sense. So I wouldn't really. Don't look at the motion comics. Just take them as in as something like fun, you know? Um, yeah, because all the films are canon. Battle of Big Rock's canon. Dominion Prologue, canon. Um, Camp Cretaceous, you know, it's supposed to be canon. Um, but it, it strays a little bit here and there. So at this point in time, like I've said a lot, um, with it, with all the the marketing and whatnot, it, it gets very confusing as far as what you're supposed to be looking at, what you're supposed to be believing. Um, just take the movies, just take the the little shorts and things, and Camp Cretaceous, and just have fun with it, and don't really like adhere too too strictly to things. That's the way I feel like is this series is like best suited is just kind of have fun with the material and not really be like so strict about it. Yeah, do I wish it was more strict and that there was a great like sense of canonical material? Sure, but that's not really the world that we live in. Uh, so don't worry about it too much. Um, hopefully that helps you. It helps like ease your your tensions there a little bit with the can- uh, canon stuff. Uh, what about what do you think, Jen? Um, for me, I always think I don't even really consider Camp Cretaceous or anything else canon i it's the movies it's the six movies and then the books i i consider evolution of claire canon and then these Maisie books that i do want to read i consider them canon um outside of that anything else i don't i guess the battle at big rock probably i mean that's based an extension moment that could have fit even in the film if, if they wanted to so they do go to big the big rock and they mention it and um and obviously the prologue and stuff like that i mean yeah that's i consider that part of the film in a sense so that's of course canon as as that is but the the movies and the books i don't consider anything else nothing else i don't yeah yeah and i'm okay with that i'm good yeah. with that i don't need all, I, mean, I, I enjoy the other stuff but i don't need it to be canon i don't need it to fall into place perfectly i could just enjoy it and move on but the movies though I I would be upset if something didn't align properly because that that would yeah 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 look and and I've said it a, a bunch of times before but uh, the sometimes the movies don't even like you know they don't even care <laughs> about how <laughs> things are so I'm just like whatever if the movies don't really care then what what kind of like what like why am I putting uh, such a uh, strict you know uh stance why why do i have such a strict stance on the canon um, I mean, they try the they try do try they have a couple moments um but they do try and i appreciate that and i i take that for what it is sure they try <laughs> uh but let's let's move on to uh, our last voicemail and then we have one more email after that but uh this is from yaroslav Hey guys, Yaroslav here. Um, hope you guys are doing well. Um, I'm assuming at this point, um, everyone in the community has seen Jurassic World Dominion, and I know it's been a bit divisive, but I hope, um, for the most part, people did enjoy it. Um, I know I did, and, um, you know, I had fun 
um, in the movies, and uh, I thought it was, uh, you know, a pretty good um, way to semi-close off the, at least this trilogy. Um, I wouldn't say the franchise, because I know that they're planning, um, you know, something for the future, which brings me to my question. Um, and sorry if you guys already had this question, but... Um, where do you think Universal can realistically go from where they kind of left off with Dominion because they kind of uh, wrap it up with a bow tie and sense like, you know, like animals are coexisting where, I, you know, I don't, I just, I know a lot of people are saying, oh, let's do uh, animals like being chaotic on mainland, which is technically what this movie should probably dabble more in, but um, I feel like if they do that, it's going to feel very redundant, and I think the franchise is going to lose a lot of steam. So um, my personal opinion is, and everyone's been saying it for a long time, start dipping back in the past, um, start telling stories in between movies. I think that'd probably be the best way to not only, you know, you know, kind of bring some of the fans that got scared away back you know, but I think that's a good way to invest in future storytelling. You know, if you tell a sequel trilogy to the Jurassic World trilogy, I think you can, you know, seed in certain stuff in the, like the prequel uh, trilogy, if you will, or whatever, um, you know, the movies are in between, you know, the past films. So, I don't know, I think there's clever, you know, creative ways to take the franchise forward. I'd just hope that they take their time and, and think everything through. But anyway, I uh, wonder what you guys think. What are your uh, thoughts on where it should go from here? And uh, keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you, dude. Um, yeah, where where can it go from here? Do we think that it would be too redundant to have um, stuff on the mainland or, or anywhere like that around the world? Um, I or do we go back in between? I love the idea of in between. I love um my mind went a couple places when he was talking, but um the redundancy part, I I feel like we mentioned a little bit that this movie is a tiny bit redundant. Like it, they kind of hit the same beats. We're again in an enclosed space and we never really address the dinosaurs outside of the bubble of the biosyn bubble. Like just maybe here and there, but not really. I mean the story did not take place out there at all, really. So I feel like we never even got to what the whole story was supposed to be or what we were told it was going to be. So there's somewhere they can go, I guess. Um, as far as the in-between, I really, really would love, uh, even if it's a cartoon, I don't care, like a mini series of the evolution of Claire. Like just, I would love that. And if it's done well and right, I would probably cry and be fine. Like, I'd be like, well, whatever they did with Dominion, whatever, whatever they did with Fallen Kingdom, whatever. I have this beautiful moment, this beautiful little thing that's a mini series, this cartoon, even if it's for kids, I don't care. It's like, if they do it right, if they do it properly, I would be so fulfilled and happy because I feel like the potential, the missing, the potential is just so, so bad. I mean, I know call what Colin wants to do I know his goal I know his whole thought process he's talked about it many times but it's just looking at it from not from his point of view but from like our point of view as a viewer I just feel like the potential 
has just been skimmed over in so many ways, not just Claire's storyline, but in so many ways, I feel like the potential that other people see that we've seen. I mean, look how many things we've pitched into this microphone over the years, like so many really cool ideas, I think, that we've just kind of bounced off each other and it evolved into like really cool things. And it's just like that, that potential is always there. And he kind of just took an easy route, I feel for our safe route for a lot of it. And that's another thought I'm, I'm always like, just try again, (laughs) try again. Just, okay. That's great. You made these two try again. What else can you do with, with this? Cause it's, that those are two movies all right but um i feel like the potential was never really tapped into as well as it really could have been so i feel like there's still a lot of potential i i don't know exactly he kind of backs himself into a small corner like i'm not sure exactly where we're gonna go but there's always potential with this franchise because he didn't do everything so i think they'll think of something eventually and Hopefully. we'll see it. And then we'll talk about it. <laughs> I'm sure they'll think of something. Um, I do like the idea of like going the animated route and showing the in-between times and different things like that. Because then you can, you can uh, you know, have no worries about having these characters in these positions. You know, if they were to do a live action setting up Jurassic World or in-between, or like a daily look at Jurassic World... I would never imagine that Chris Pratt and, and uh, Bryce Dallas Howard would come back for a show uh, like that uh, or be there for any significant amount of time. Um, but with an animated series, you could definitely have them there daily, uh, at least you know if, they, if Claire or, or Bryce wanted to have her voice in the show. She's always more willing than, than Chris mm-hmm. for some reason. Um, she could have her voice in the show, but if, if not, then just somebody that sounds like her, at least, you know, Claire's there, at least, you know, Owen's there or whoever. Um, so I think that could be pretty cool if we get to see the daily life of that or the setup or whatever in between these shows or or in between these movies. Um, and yeah, that, that could be a great way to continue on. Uh, that's not going to be the thing that sells it for everybody. That's not going to be the thing that draws people in. I think you also have mentioned something about like, yeah, you're going to like lose a lot of people if I feel like if you just start doing um you know, these movies that don't necessarily matter all that much because at this point in time, like this is the conclusion, right? This is the end of the story. What else is there? Mm-hmm. Like w- you know, what what is the It didn't feel like an end though. No, of it course not. It didn't feel like an end at all, really. I didn't yeah. feel like, because I know we've talked about saying goodbye to, like, the, how how is it going to feel when we're, the movie's over and we have to say goodbye to this. And I'm like, I don't feel like I said goodbye to anything because it didn't feel like it ended. It just it just took a little snapshot of this moment in time, and then that's it. Like, nothing really yeah. wrapped. I mean, they wrapped the story that they had here with the locusts and all, but um, the overall trilogy and the overall six movie there was no real wrapping up Mm. yeah it didn't really feel like um there was much closure uh for anything (laughs) anything (laughs) the locust that's it (laughs) Uh, yeah 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 eventually they'll die off yeah sure okay um but like i feel like maybe Wu's chapter could be closed like that's maybe a good ending point for him right like we really don't need to see anything from him um Again, like you could always bring back anybody. 
which is like, sure, maybe you could say that this is the end of Malcolm, uh, Grant, and Ellie. Sure, it it could be. But like, you could also just reopen the story. Like, it's not a big deal. You could do it. There was nothing mm-hmm. stopping you. Um, same thing with Owen and Claire. It's like, hey, they didn't kill off Owen like I was asking them to for years. Right. Um, so you could just start their story again. Um, one thing that I imagine would be a, a great way, f- a great way for them to continue on would be with the actress who is um, Maisie, the adult Maisie. I think that would be yeah, a great way to continue on. Would that be interesting? I think so. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it depends on what the story is. I have no idea what the story is, um, even in my mind no. right now. Uh, but I, I feel like if you were to continue on, that is a great way to, a great foundation to start and to build off of. Uh, whatever that story may be, it could be cool, it could be terrible, who knows. But I think that's a great spot because like, you've already aged up, or not aged up, but you've, you've, character, you've uh, cast a, a person to play an older version of Maisie. So just cast that person again in a movie, you know, for that's set like 30 years in the future or something like that, or maybe 20 or something like that. Um, I think it would be great. You know, we could continue on and then we could see what the world is like in 20 years. Um, I think that would be a great way to look at it. Actually, part of me feels the complete opposite than that. I, out of all the storylines, I feel like hers is the one that's concluded the most because um, if you if you do the Fallen Kingdom story where she was a clone and all of that, yeah, I think that has more potential to uh, go forward. But where she is now, I mean, she's not a clone. She's she's not even that weird. I mean, well, from what they did to her story here, it, it's not as outlandish as her Fallen Kingdom story was or mysterious, I guess. Now, um we're just like okay so no one really cares to get her anymore or to go after her but this is what her truth is and i don't know i feel like she's wrapped like more than anybody else i feel like she her storyline is the one that is wrapped up the the most so i don't know because she's not um there's not really a big mystery about her we know everything now kind of Unless they want to recon and change the whole thing again, but for right now, we we know um, her story. I don't really know what you would continue with. A new story. Just time. I, I, time. There, there, thing, I guess. I think at that point there wouldn't be a continuation necessarily, since you you'd you'd skip ahead twenty years or something like that, and you would just say like. Maisie has been studying her whole life for the past 20 years and she went to every school known to man and she is very, very smart, just like her mother um, because she's a one-to-one clone of of that person. So uh, we know how smart that person was. So now check out this one. Uh, And in the future, in 20 years, there's a big problem with the world that we need to fix. Um, So let's do it. And who's going to solve it? Maisie, because why not? (laughs) <laughs> so I feel like it doesn't necessarily need to correlate to anything she's been through before. You know, yeah, it's not like anybody yeah. needs to kidnap her again or anything like that. I don't think, like you said, who, who really cares at that point? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually really surprised in the beginning of the movie that they had that news clip where it, like it showed like there, there, there could be a human clone out there in the world or something. <laughs> I was like, what really? Who, what, who spilled the beans? Like, what happened? How does anybody know about this? Uh, so, yeah, I thought that was interesting. But, um, 
but yeah, I feel like Maisie's a good route, but Jen does not. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I might be a little opposite. I guess what you're saying then, it's not her story continued. It's the general everything continued and it's just her kind of in it. So I guess that's a little different. Yeah, it's like we don't but have don't Owen know. and Claire anymore. They got eaten by dinosaurs in some you know yeah. <laughs> something or other <laughs> might as well know. at this point yeah eat my but, soul uh, along with it why don't you <laughs> but I, I think in. it could be fun you know it would be nice to have like Maisie headline uh the franchise and do something like that could be cool or we could do like um like you could still has have Isabella Sermon and like kind of go back and forth between the two eras that could be something that would be fun um, or you could just show a Maisie story set in 1991 or something like that, you know, or whenever. I don't know what. I'm still confused by the ages uh, in that movie, but <laughs> we'll figure that out someday. Um, but yeah, hopefully that hopefully that's uh, good enough for you, Yaroslav. Hopefully you can uh, come up with some fun ideas for yourself. Um, but yeah, let's move on to the last one here. This is from Dennis, and it says in the subject, Extinct the Manimals, Manimals. Uh, I can't read. I'm at the very last thing, and I, I said mammals. <laughs> Extinct mammals in Jurassic World <laughs> Dominion. <laughs> uh, message. Hey, JPP, long-time listener, first-time question. Uh, I saw Jurassic World Dominion in Macedonia last night, and it was awesome. Speaking of the film, is it disappointing that we did not see any extinct, uh, I almost said manimals or animals again, mammals such as Smilodon or Woolly Mammoth. I find it very weird that the Paleozoic animals like Dimetrodon, Dimetrodon, I can't speak right now. Oh my Lord, I'm just losing it completely. Dimetrodon and Lystrosaurus appeared and nothing from the Cenozoic uh, appeared. <laughs> I understand COVID concerns, man, me too. Uh, and fur is very difficult to animate, but I feel all of this is very weird. Um, well, that was it. Thank you, Dennis. Uh, seeing it in Macedonia last night. Wow, that's pretty cool. Um, is it weird? I don't feel like it's that weird, personally. Um, I'm glad we at least got a Dimetrodon and Lystrosaurus. Lystros oh my gosh. Lystrosaurus, this is just a full mental breakdown at the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> An hour and 28 minutes was a little bit too long, apparently. Uh, uh, but no, I don't, I, I'm pretty happy we got what we did uh, from, you know, different creatures like that. Uh, but I don't feel like it's weird that we didn't see any other things. I feel like there was a lot of teasing about these creatures over time, and it like maybe got people extra hyped. Um, obviously, we saw Smilodon right in uh, Camp Cretaceous, but uh, I, I'm not I'm not surprised that we didn't see anything else. To be honest, what about you, Jen? Yeah, I mean, actually, I didn't think of it until now, and I it's something we've talked about in one of our many, 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 many possible scenarios was the woolly mammoth or or the saber tooth tiger or stuff like that. Um, I didn't think about it until now. I actually forgot about it. Uh, it would have felt out of place in this film. I mean, I would. I always like to see stuff like that. I think that would have been neat in a Jurassic movie, uh, but not this Jurassic movie. That would have been weird. Even though they did the um, locust thing, I mean, that's same idea. I guess bringing something back that's not a dinosaur, but um, they did that and it was plot based and fine. But I didn't miss the mammoth, but I 
would have liked to see it maybe not in this movie but it's a weird thing because i do i do think it's a cool idea and i would like to see it but in a jurassic film i would but this one it when, from where what direction we've gone in from the storylines we've had i don't think i think it would have been out of place with where we are sadly yeah yeah i definitely feel like it would have felt you know, out of place. So I, I'm glad we only got the the two uh, interesting ones there, and uh, yeah, nothing. I, I don't know. Like, who knows? I don't even know where these things came from. I guess like they all came from Biosyn. I have no idea. But um, but yeah, maybe there's somewhere out there in the world. Maybe that would be a fun story. Would be uh, infiltrating uh, Cenozoic Park. You know, because at that point somebody's <laughs> probably made one, right? Um, give it a few years. I'm sure somebody made one. Um, that's the new movie. That's Cenozoic the new, Park. Yeah. the direction of what we go in. <laughs> it's no longer Jurassic Park. That is that. Yeah, that I'm down for that. So thank you, Dennis. Uh, but yeah, that's it. I, I can barely read anymore. So it's gotten to me. But uh, that's what happens when you you take a person who is terrible at reading emails on the fly and then give them COVID and then see how I can read. So yeah, that's, that's what happens. Um, <laughs> don't recommend, but, uh, I thank each and every person for writing and calling in this, uh, past month. Uh, it's a big, it's a big month. You know, we've got, we had a lot to talk about and still plenty more to talk about. So keep the emails yeah. and voicemails coming. Uh, as always, we will definitely read them in the next month in, uh, August. Oh my. Whoa. whoa. It's going to be hot. That's but we'll approaching read them. fall. Like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Jen, where can everybody find you online if they want to uh, get in touch with you? Uh, you can find me at Jennifer underscore Lynn 89. And I do the Bryce Dallas Howard Network at BDH Network, uh, BryceDHoward.com. And occasionally I do Jurassic Vault. I wish I had more time for Jurassic Vault, but it's there. All the posters and stuff for Dominion are up there. So try to keep that as updated as possible with the most high quality as possible. So head over there to get all of your photographic needs. There's my plug. There's your plug. Sorry, I was taking a drink. Uh, <laughs> but that's it. That's all we got for you. So thank you so much, Jen, for joining me. Uh, I'll talk to you again next month. And we'll do this all okay. over. Bye. Have a good one. Thank you so, so much for listening to the 329th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. Thank you so much to each and every person who wrote and called in for this episode. We really, really appreciate you. And of course, thank you to Jen for once again joining me for another Jurassic Mailbag. Uh, sorry to everybody out there. I did, you know, like I do have COVID. Come on, let's be honest. And uh, I've been a little bit under the weather and a little bit lower energy if you haven't uh, been, been able to notice so far. But I did want to get an episode out for everybody out there. So uh, hopefully you enjoyed this one. And if you want more uh, from the mailbag, please give a call. 732-825-7763 or you could email us your audio files to jurassicparkpod at gmail.com or you could head to the contact page over on jurassicparkpodcast.com and as always it is a wild wild world out there so please stay safe uh, be kind to each and every person that you come into contact with love you all so much let's continue to fight for representation and we got to fight for change and equality and make this world a better place. I'm going to go ahead and hand things off to myself for the outro. 
Take it away. Saddle up. Let's get this movable feast underway. Be sure to give us a follow over on Twitter, at Jurassic Park Pod, and myself, at Brad Jost. Also on Facebook and Instagram, at Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to join the Jurassic Park Podcast group on Facebook. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So be sure to follow along. Also, don't miss our live streams, toy hunts, reviews, in-depth bonus content, gameplay, event and theme park coverage, and much more on our YouTube channel. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We will read your reviews at the end of most episodes, so be sure to spare no expense. Find us on the web at JurassicParkPodcast.com where you'll find today's episode's show notes, articles, contributor bios, and so much more. If you want to get a hold of us, you can fill out the contact form on our website or send emails to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. We're always looking for new segments, contributors, mailbag submissions, or anybody who just wants to say hello. Feel free to call our voicemail line at any time to leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Make sure to be kind to everybody and stay safe out there. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.